At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. Tonight, I have my good friend Alex with me from A-Town Reviews. Say hello to everybody, Alex. Hello, everybody. And tonight, we we're actually reviewing a 2021 rom-com Christmas movie, Love Hard. This movie's out on Netflix right now, so you can guys can go on hand and stream it. But if you're hesitant like me and wondering if this is a movie that's really cheesy, it has bad dialogue or anything like that, I have to say, this movie was really good. It didn't really build a lot on the cheesiness that much with the dialogue or anything like that, at least for me. But I know this was your first time viewing it. This is my fourth time reviewing viewing it, a matter of fact. But what did you think of it? Well, going into it, I was expecting hot garbage. Like, I was mm-hmm. prepared for that. Like Netflix especially has this tradition with their rom-coms where they're just... Just, just not the best. But by the end of this, I was like, "Dang, I, I actually really enjoyed that." That's actually how I felt. Failed to be honest with you, especially with any Netflix movie. Sometimes you have a diamond in the rough that winds up being something good. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, matter of fact, I remember telling you about this just a few minutes ago. I remember sitting down with someone and I'm over there flipping through the filmography of Christmas movies through the whole entire Netflix catalog. And it's total crap on everything. I'm like, Nope, Nope. And the Christmas Chronicle is actually the only movie during that time that was actually pretty decent to watch Christmas Chronicle too. And eh, not so much, but you know, it was actually pretty good. Now, if anybody's wondering what this film's about, it's about this girl named Natalie. She's dating a she's actually a dating column a writer based in Los Angeles. So it has that sex in the city kind of feel to it, but she lives in LA. So she doesn't matter of fact, she actually travels up to upstate New York and everything. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But anyways, she documents her uh destructions when it comes down to her dates. She meets a matter of fact, she meets this guy on a dating app after doing after deciding to expand the app's search radius. Natalie matches with a man named Josh Lynn and forms a strong connection to him through long phone calls. She decides to travel to his hometown in Lake Placid, New York. So that's where our story takes place at. But as far as the intro with the monologue with Natalie and stuff like that, that's where it feels like the Sex in the City kind of vibe to me. Because you have Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, character who winds up writing for a columnist and she describes her sex life and everything. This is describing someone's love life and the destructions of 
this person's uh, love life. And basically the editor in chief over there loves making fun of her love life. And that's how she's getting paid by, by that. And then she also has this other friend who actually does this search for a hundred mile radius and everything. And that's how she winds up meeting with Josh. But before that, she's going through every single um, person that she thinks that's the one. I've actually done that myself before where I'm like, I'm not ready to give up. I'll go out there and I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to do my best. Exactly. And then you wind and then it's not what you thought. But, you know, I'm how I met my fiance was through a dating app. So, so it actually works out. Which one? Which one? Uh, okay, Cupid. That's the winner, folks. Yep. Okay, Find Cupid. The one is definitely at okay, the Cupid. One. So, with that being said, what did you think of the opening scenes and stuff like that that I mentioned? I I, I liked the there's like a montage of her on different failed dates, and I think I started really cracking up when she's like with this one dude in front of the uh, what's, what's that thing called fire fireplace. And you're having a nice romantic dinner, and then the dude's family walks in. I'm like, man, I for some reason that was the funniest part of the opening for me because I'm just I'm I'm very empathetic. I put myself in the character's shoes a lot of the time, and I'm like, just I'm just imagining how I would feel if I was her. <laughs> and I I would probably just start laughing because it made me so uncomfortable. I was like, oh dear God. I've been through but, uh, that situation too. And then when she starts talking to Josh, I was like, okay, this woman apparently has been on this dating app for a while. So surely she knows the rules about communicating with someone who might be a catfish. Like, like you're not hundred percent sure if people are real, especially these days, everyone's messing around. But um, I liked how the movie kind of outsmart her. So there wasn't that, glaring plot hole like well how'd she fall for that you know right it was good it was definitely good on how they set that up and of course i've i've actually been through that whole entire thing where you know the person winds up saying oh no i don't have anybody in my life i have nobody your matter of fact your husband's actually turns out to be the sheriff and i didn't even know it so i'm like i gotta go (laughs) so And I'm like, you guys duke it out and talk it out and everything. I'm going to go see myself to the door because I don't know anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so then we wind up having the editor-in-chief saying, hey, look, I need another column. I need another article for your dating life and everything. She goes, well, I'm writing up another one real quick. And then her friend's like, what are you doing? Because you need to really search outside the box. you got to do your radius so she winds up setting the radius to like a hundred uh miles away and then of course you know she winds up getting a christmas tree she goes up to this goes up to her apartment gets the christmas tree she's just had it for the rest of the day her phone goes off and of course that's where josh comes in and this guy looks good he looks like someone that you would want to date he write poetry with uh go rock climbing looks like a normal typical dude his pictures definitely do check out doesn't look like photoshop or anything like that but you know he definitely looks like he's actually the sensitive type of person that natalie is attracted to so they formulate a relationship they're talking back and forth things are going great then a friend at the park 
is like, really? So you haven't even seen what this guy, dude looks like? No, I haven't. He goes, look, this is, come on. You're being catfished. And she goes, no, I'm not. Next thing you know, they start uh, arguing back and forth to the point where they accidentally dialed Josh. And then, of course, they're talking. I love the communication at that point with Josh. She's like, well, any, if you ever need me or anything like that for your um, for your emergency uh, over 100 miles, I'm happy to oblige. So I definitely like the smoothness of Josh, which seems like it's coming from that character. I I really liked that, too. I, and, and I was curious about that scene. I was like, wait, did she call him through the app? And I'm like, that's an interesting feature that I'm surprised <laughs> isn't in dating apps nowadays. And they're like, Maybe dating guys should take notice of that. Like, ooh, cell phone feature in the app. You can call that. That's cool. But yeah, I was surprised by how smooth Josh was in the messages and all that. Because like, I, I already know what's about to happen. I'm like, okay, right, it's about to go down south. Something's exactly. about to go down south. But for the words that he's throwing at her, they're pretty good. I'm like, okay. Especially, the, especially the other thing too. Whenever they're talking back and forth about Die Hard being a Christmas movie versus that it's not a hard movie, uh, not a, a Christmas movie. It and is, then, by the way. It is a Christmas movie. I know it is. Thank you for agreeing with me. Um, so then there's also the other part where Natalie's in her inside the hot tub. And she goes, wow, I'm actually surprised that you're not in a strange guy that happens to have a dick pic on standby. Because what makes you think that I don't? Next thing you know it. It's actually the crooked uh, president, uh, Nixon, who was actually nicknamed Dick. And she goes, well, that is a good one. He's a crooked dick. And then next thing you know, she sends him a dick pic. Uh, Andy Dick. (laughs) Those are the only acceptable dick pics, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And I think that's actually a pretty cool way of actually flirting back and forth with somebody that Josh did, and it was actually smooth. It wasn't something that was actually forced or anything either. And then, of course, Natalie and him, it's getting around to Christmas time. Natalie's walking, and at this point, they're already having that connection, basically, where she opens up about her mom passing away, his mom winds up getting divorced, and then also, too, you're also having this other scene where she's falling asleep, and then Josh is actually, she's imagining Josh in the same bed as her, speaking this dialogue to her, uh, the story that her mom used to read her. And I'm just thinking to myself, how did they do this scene? Because Josh is the complete opposite of what she's expecting. Yeah. And Josh I, don't even I, sound I thought, like that. I know. I, I thought that was, it was cool because it seemed like it, it was the, the actual guy's voice. And, I, and and we obviously find out it's Jimmy O. Yang's voice, but I thought that was cool how they made it. I'm like, did he just lip lip sing it, sync it, or even they must I, how they did it was cool, and I thought that was a really cool visual to show for that chemistry building they were having, especially the part where they're sitting down because in one distance relationships they can't be next to each other, so they're watching the same movie, and it's and she's acting like as if he's there next to her. And they're going over the same lines and going over what they don't like about the movie and all that other stuff. And 
I think we all do this through long distance relationships about imagining the person next to us as we're talking to them, playing the movie at the same time as the other person is and stuff like that. And imagining what their facial features would look like if they're sitting next to them. I like how it looks so real. You know what I mean? It makes it feel personal in a sense, which I, which is something I really liked. Then of course, Natalie winds up telling him, you know what? I would, I wish that I was there with you at Christmas because I wish you were here too. Next thing you know it, she flies out to New York and surprises him. That's all she needed. <laughs> and then of course, to say it. Right? And so she, in this Uber driver, who happens to be a stoner, comes, he works at the airport. He's the only guy there. You can tell this is a small town because he's the only Uber driver in town. And I want to talk to your manager. Okay. Hi. <laughs> well, I want to talk to the other Uber driver. Well, the other Uber driver should be here in a few minutes. He pulls up and he's actually the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you come from? But then he re- then he winds up telling her stories about Josh and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then, of course, she, he pulls into this... Uh, into Josh's uh, neighborhood and it's decked out with uh, Christmas stuff. He goes, yeah, you should definitely see how it looks on Halloween. Even Stephen King's afraid to be here. (laughs) (laughs) But what did you think about a couple of the airport scenes and her arriving at the house and everything? I just felt this, this pit in my stomach growing larger by the second. I was like, oh girl, she's getting on a plane. Like, she's not even going to try to FaceTime the dude first. She's just going to get on the plane, spend all that money. Uh, It's just, yeah, like, as they were getting closer and closer to the house, I'm like, don't do it. (laughs) I I was so nervous about it. But I was just, then I was like, you know, worst case scenario, she can, she gets a free vacation out of this. She's in New York. She can spend it. Because even her boss gave her the okay. Right. Yeah. And also, too, by the way, when we said about the Photoshop stuff, because remember, she, don't forget, Josh winds up sending her a picture of holding up a sign that says, bye, bye. And so, you know, she thinks that's actually who Josh is. So she goes into the house and well, she knocks on the door and is this cute little Asian, fa- this Asian family. And it's the father it's the uh, grandmother, and then of course the stepmother. This family is so welcoming to Natalie, and everything is just unreal. I really love that about that family. This is the family that you would want to have to welcome your girlfriend over to the. And she goes, "Well, is Josh home? No, he's not home. Who are you? Oh, I'm Josh's girlfriend." And I like how the father's like, "Nice, <laughs> nice, you." His girlfriend? Okay. My Way to son, go, Josh. My son. Look at my son go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes through the motions. She goes, is it a little crazy? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> is it a little obsessive? <laughs> a little bit. It's yeah, funny. it's a little. It's okay. It's cute. And then, you know, I like the fact that we're feeling the same emotion that she is because we have the, uh, the, the butterfly kind of effect where we have that that thing in her, even though we saw the trailers, we know yeah. what she's getting, but it's the way that they set it up where yes. it's like that 
feeling of, is this the person who she's going to be meeting? You still have that hope, like, oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's actually going to be the guy and everything's going to be okay. Right. And then, of course, we wind up seeing Josh. We hear him down in the basement area because he's supposed to, he just got home. And he's like, oh, if it's the UPS guy, mom, and everything, just tell him to leave the, just leave the package upstairs and I'll get him. No, it's not the UPS. You need to come up here. And then I like how it goes into the slow motion of the boots. And then it, the camera pan angles up. And then it's Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, yay. <laughs> but I'll the let you get into some King. of the, I'll let you talk about some of the other scenes. Yeah. I, oh, that was so funny. I was like, oh, it, is it actually the guy when it was doing the close up of his boots? I'm like, that seems to be the right kind of thickness that the dude had in the picture that was a weird way to say it, the thickness <laughs> i was like it, it seems like those are the kind of boots he would wear and then as soon as i saw the scarves i was like oh man that ain't <laughs> <laughs> and then he's she's like she at this point she storms out of the house and josh go over there and help her with her luggage and she's over there yelling at him and everything and then she winds up getting the baby jesus out of the <laughs> the decorations of the activity scene and just hits and goes, No, not the baby Jesus. Do not baby Jesus is the greatest weapon. <laughs> and she starts hitting him with it. And she's like, You lied. No, I didn't. Everything else about me was true. I just didn't lie. I lied about what I look like, but everything else was me. And she's like, No, you lied. And then she storms off because where are you going? You don't even know where anything's at. BB Jesus will uh will take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so the comedy is actually pretty funny. The dialogue is pretty on par. It doesn't have that hallmark kind of feel where it's like really cringy dialogue, which is something yeah. I like. So I just kept with it. And then she goes into this little bar, the only bar in the small town that they live in in upstate New York. And so it happens to be, she winds up seeing the guy that uh, Josh is pretending to be. And she's like, ooh, I can actually try to go with him. And then she thinks that karaoke is the way. And everything, too. But also, too, she also calls her friend up because what do I do? She goes, I swear, you better be calling from the most intense orgasm that you ever had. <laughs> no, he's not who he's supposed to be, but the, the guy who he was pretending to be happens to be at the bar. So she tries hitting on him. And of course, she's allergic to kiwi. As a matter of fact, when she goes into the bathroom, there's actually a, I don't know if you can hear it. I don't know if you noticed this or not. But he said, yeah, I want a kiwi, uh, a shot. Uh, I forgot what he asked for. But he said, yeah, with kiwi. Oh, that's right. He did say so, that. So he did say it. I'm like, ooh, is she going to drink that or not? <laughs> She just threw it back because what? I'm like, oh no. And then she's over there singing, I'll do anything for love. She's trying to seduce him, to serenade him. At this point, uh Josh comes in to try and save her. Uh because of how awkward it is trying to seduce somebody. And then she looked like Chucky, but by the time she swells up, 
<laughs> when she turned around, like she was doing this whole sexy build up, and I'm like, okay, girl, she's she's gonna try to get her man. Go do your thing. And she just turned around with the whole swollen face. <laughs> I was like, no, they killed me. I was like, no. And no one was telling her. Everyone's just like that was such a realistic reaction by the crowd. By the crowd, like people would be just too uncomfortable to like be like, "Hey, hey, babe, your 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 face ain't it right now?" <laughs> They're just like, right. just let her. <laughs> but even the, even the guy that he's trying to hit on, he winds up telling her, he goes, "Hey, it's okay. She's just she's special. You know, it's okay." She she might have something. She know. might have something. <laughs> so oh, that's oh man. Yeah. So it was just bad for her. Then all of a sudden she looks in the mirror and then she winds up uh running outside. Josh goes on ahead, follows her outside. And at this point, she could barely even talk. And then she winds up passing out in the snow. And then she wakes up in a vet, vet's office. <laughs> but I'm gonna let you talk about this. Yeah, this is so th- this this movie like has a risky premise because you know you know rom coms you kind of they're predictable you know that her and Josh are gonna get together like you just know it and I was like mm, how are they gonna make this work because being catfished and someone doing the catfishing has to be like the, it's the worst thing one of the worst things you can do when you're trying to date and. But, like, this scene in particular where he, like, takes her to the vet is, like, showing all this, like, care for her. That's when I first felt it. I was like, oh, wow, okay. He's actually not as creepy as I thought he was going to be, like, personality-wise. Like, you're you're dealt with what you're given in terms of looks. But personality, that goes a long way. And just in that scene where they're in the vet and he's, like, caring for her, making sure she's okay, I was like, okay. Maybe okay, you're starting to make a believer out of me. Let's see if the movie can pull it off further down the line. But we'll get to those scenes in a bit. Right. And but the way she wakes up and she's on the table, and the first thing she sees is the x-rays of the animals, <laughs> which <laughs> would freak me out, to be honest. Where did you take me? <laughs> Worst date ever, but <laughs> I'm in a vet right now. That's how the night ended. I woke up in a dog hospital. <laughs> but then it goes back over to th- them, over back over to his, his house, right? And so at this point, he's like, well, have a good night. And he's thinking he's going to get the occupied bed that he has and everything. And just she's going to just chill on the floor or whatever. He goes, no, you're going to get up because you're not going to have this. And I don't blame her. I really don't. Because she flew all the way down there. She's got catfish. At least he can do is give up the bed for her. Yeah. And everything. He goes, but I have a bad back. It, how about pillows in between us? No. That's not never going to happen. The pillows in between people never work. No. Never work. It's it like climbing works. Mount Everest. We're going to get over it eventually. <laughs> it, all, it, it will always lead to something. If you put the pillows there... It's just an invitation for something to happen. Like, okay, move them. Let's, let's make out. <laughs> Either but that or I, you just go on ahead and just free willy it and just roll <laughs> over on top of it. 
I liked the, uh, but I also liked the the deal they came up with. Like he felt bad. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. Do me here. I'll cut you a deal if you pretend to be my girlfriend until Christmas. I'll help you get with the guy. His name's Tag, which was the worst name ever. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, that that would just turn me off. Like your name's Tag. Ugh. I leave. Sorry for anyone who's named Tag watching this. I don't mean you. The name fits you. But I like that deal that they have. So it's, it it creates a fun premise. It has like a little bit of a son-in-law vibe from Polly Shore, where it's like we're gonna pretend to be engaged for the whole month that we're here in November, uh, for Thanksgiving. But with this, it's just being boyfriend and girlfriend for a week, and then after that, they break up. Easy, mm-hmm. easy said than done. But you know, so what he winds up doing is then I love the this breakfast scene the next morning, where he's sitting down. And Natalie comes up for uh, breakfast. She's just wearing his T-shirt, which I find hilarious because it makes it look like they did something when they didn't do something. But she's just wearing his T-shirt. And, you know, they're just talking at the dinner at the breakfast table. And so, um, so I just, so what made you fall in love with my son? Oh, you know, it's just all about the outdoor stuff. You know, the fun adventure stuff that he did and stuff like that. Oh, he's talking about the store. <laughs> and and she's like, Josh, the store. Wow. <laughs> then then all of a sudden she goes, What about I bet the traveling must be something though, right? Because he likes to travel. Unless it's to Applebee's. That's like the <laughs> only traveling he does. Applebee's. Applebee's. Oh. <laughs> Just him wow. and his chisels jaw <laughs> i'm like oh she's just roasting him right now right that hard chest his physique and then he goes how did you guys mean anyways oh a dating app and then the grandma goes well you know the pen is mightier than the penis <laughs> i just love the grandma to be honest the the grandma was funny i I wish they did more with her, but I'll, I'll complain about some stuff later. Right. Uh, then, at, then at that point, that's when uh, he goes, well, we're going to go over to the store where I work at because they actually, he does, his dad owns a outdoors um, store where they sell camping goods and stuff like that. So happens to be tag is going to be picking up his stuff. So he gives uh, Natalie some indecisions on what to read, how to pick tag up and all that stuff. And he goes, why is he coming there? Because he's coming there because he has to pick some stuff up that he ordered. And I told him to come in. So then he tries to make her into this like camper kind of woman that's in front of a fireplace, sitting down, reading this book that she has no interest in because the author is like an evil jerk off. To put into lamest terms, <laughs> but you know, we always, I don't know. Do, do you ever, when you were trying to get with somebody, would you go ahead, go to that far length to do something like that or not? For, for me, it was not necessarily like having to like things that they liked, but at least having an understanding of their interest in, you know, talking to them about like, Hey, I hear you're interested in camping. Where do you like to camp? What kind of camping do you, you know, something. It might not be for right. you, but showing interest in people's interests can go a long way. 
Definitely. Most definitely. And then, you know, Tag winds up meeting Natalie. And Natalie winds up quoting one of his favorite books. And then goes, oh, you like him too. And then that's when she goes off the rails about how much she doesn't like him. But then also does like a double, does a negative then a positive about the author. He's something. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know what it is. But, But he goes, well, how do you feel about rock climbing? Oh, yeah. And then next thing you know it, she goes into this whole entire slang about rock climbing and stuff like that because that's what Josh told her to do. And then after he leaves, he goes, what the hell did, what the hell happened? You sound like a millennial with Tourette's. (laughs) She goes, well, I've never been rock climbing before. (laughs) She was like, what what did she say to us? She's like, oh, yeah, I climb on anything that moves. And I was like, you go, girl, shoot your shot. That's it. Now that's ambitious. That, she knows what she wants. She doesn't care how she gets it. Come on, but she's going to get the job done. I'm like, there you go. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know what's up, you know? Because <laughs> a lot of girls beat around the bush, you know? It's good to see Natalie, you know, going in there, going all in. She's like, hey, no. Even if she this. doesn't know how to rock climb. <laughs> I also want to bring up uh, it, it's back at the breakfast okay. scene where just how, how the movie was warming you up for uh, Josh and Natalie to end up being together. There's a part where I think his dad is offering Natalie bacon. And before she can say anything, Josh was like, Oh no, she's a vegetarian. Like he already knows her. So he's already doing like, like it was little, little stuff like that, that he does that shows that he's actually invested in who she is right. and that he does care about what she cares about. It was like little stuff like that. That was winning me over. I was like, okay, I'm liking the catfish King now. Okay. Right. Because that's another thing I want to mention though, too, even though he catfished or even though he feels bad because he does feel bad that he did it, but that doesn't mean he doesn't care about her, right. which is rare whenever somebody catfishes somebody. But also, too, you can see that Natalie also does see that side of him where she do, he does care about her. Otherwise, he would have just left her out there to die whenever and not try and help her yeah. when she had that allergic reaction to the kiwi. And then also to the bacon scene that you mentioned. So it was like little small heartwarming moments that I really treasured, even though it's like paint by the numbers kind of rom-com. But it's a smart kind of way of actually doing a rom-com. Mm-hmm. It's a you know? slow a slow buildup instead of like a here they have chemistry type of right thing. and there's and at first it's like now nah, we don't have no chemistry we don't belong together but josh is clearly pushing for that yes we do kind of thing which is something i like um but then of course we wind up with uh that's that part with tag inviting her to the rock climbing thing and so then, of course, this is also when um, Natalie, like I said, he, Tag invites her to the wall climb where she hides her fear of heights from Tag and Josh helps her down. Tag invites Natalie on more dates. But I, here's another thing. This is another sweet moment. Josh knows that she's afraid of heights. She know, He knows that she's not going to be able to climb this wall. And matter of fact, even when at the store with the little small wall that they have she was even freaking out before she even got up the wall and everything at that little thing just yeah 
because she Josh was... goes, you're doing great, Natalie. <laughs> and she goes, thanks. Ah! <laughs> then after that, it goes into the next day where she has the date with uh, Tag, basically, mm. with the side of Josh. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. But, you know, she goes, I can't do this. Yes, you can. You can do this. Here's some earbuds. What do you want me to do with this? It has your favorite song on it. And it has the song from the Breakfast Club. Um, so of course she puts the earbuds in, she's climbing, and everybody's rooting for her. She and then she finally reaches to the very top. And that's when she freaks out. She's like, uh-uh, no, I'm not. And it's like, okay, great job. Now you can jump down. She starts hyperventilating and starts shaking. And this is how much Josh cares about her. He just basically Spider-Man's his ass all the way up that <laughs> up that rock like it was nothing. And checks on her. Tag didn't even try to do that or mm-hmm. anything like that for her. He just stayed down there. And I know that this is supposed to be like the unofficial first date for Tag. But if you're into this chick, in order this chick's into you... Regardless of the fact that how you feel about her, you need to check on her anyways. <laughs> She's been up there for a while. Maybe <laughs> I should go check. <laughs> yeah, and then that was so adorable. Just how Josh had her favorite song like ready. Like here, this will calm you down. And then as soon as he noticed she was having a panic attack, he just went right up there and just talked her down, let her breathe, like eased her back off off the cliff or the mental cliff that she was on and i'm just like oh my gosh this they're adorable they're so they adorable really right now and also too natalie supports him as well we're getting into that in a few minutes because we find out his hobby or wanting to get into the business of doing something but they're there for each other they're they're there emotionally physically everything even though Natalie doesn't see it because she only sees the catfish side of Josh, but she is also, I think she might see it, but she's a little bit hesitant though, because she did get catfished by him. But it was just a sweet moment of of him just calming her down. And he goes, okay, now you're going to really hate me for what I'm about to do. What? And just pushes her. (laughs) (laughs) But the way he does it was so smooth. And it was soft-spoken, it was caring, it was nurturing. It was something that you would want in a relationship. And that was a good moment. So he's got like three home runs compared to Josh, who has like a negative zero at this point. But, you know, it's just one of those heartwarming moments for me. Yeah. But I'll let you go in and talk about uh, some other stuff that you enjoyed. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just that, I, I just love them so much. Like at that point when he was talking her down from the pan attack, I was like, okay, I'm 100% behind this. This is like already the most healthy relationship that I've seen in a Netflix rom-com, even though it started off in one of the most unhealthiest ways. Right. <laughs> with, with a big lie. This is like, it quickly resolved itself. I was like, okay, this movie is really stepping out of that mold. Definitely, most definitely stepping out of the mold of it, and then also too, we want they wind up going bo- uh, bobsledding, 
to uh, tagging her. Basically, the only way for her to enjoy it was to get high off of the weed that the Uber driver left. That scene could have been a lot funnier. It, uh, I was disappointed in that. I was when it came to the comedy in this movie, I thought it was very restrained. Like, and this was one of the scenes where they could have really had fun with it because she she was going to have another panic attack on their bobsledding date unless she smoked the weed. And I'm like, okay, they should have made it like really strong weed and then have her tripping out on the spot. Like have her, even though that's right. not exactly what weed does to you, but like just have her seeing all different kinds of funny creatures <laughs> and all that, like make a big thing out of it. Instead, it was just like a quick, ah, I'm high. And then the scene was over. Right. It seemed like they were just holding the reins out for that one into where it's like, eh, we, do we really want to go stretch the extra mile or not? No, nah, we're not going to do that. And that was a negative for me, though, too, as well, for that scene, because I wanted more from it. But there is something that I really liked about some of the other stuff, though, because when she gets introduced, of course, he, after that, she, he winds up inviting her out to the steakhouse that is him and his father own. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. Then after that happens, we wind up back over at Josh's house. Josh is upset, clearly, which I don't blame him. And that's when his brother, douchebag Owen, comes over with his girlfriend. And you can definitely tell that he likes to be in the center of attention. He's a total ball bag to Josh and everything, too. And basically what he winds up doing is he makes him feel like crap and especially when he said especially whenever he said oh wow this is your girlfriend he goes yeah he goes it's a miracle and and i like it natalie smack talking him and then puts his her arm around josh it's like yeah what's up what you gonna do uh, that's yeah that's they just start helping each other they're just being there for each other and she was like oh yeah your brother's a dick let me let me help you out like yeah what's up baby yeah yeah, yeah i'm his girlfriend cool. yeah right <laughs> i like that i was like oh my god they're so cute they're like so they are they're such homies <laughs> and another thing too like after that happens i like how Natalie winds up telling Josh, anytime when he tries to take away your sunshine, you take it back from him. How do I do that? I don't know. You'll know when you see it. But then she, speaking of taking away his spotlight, uh, Owen's spotlight, his tradition is always putting the star on the tree. So Josh takes the, knows what to do. He winds up saying, you know what? Since it's Natalie's first time being here, I think it's only right if Natalie puts the star up. And then Owen's really hesitant. He doesn't want to give the star up. He's like a five-year-old. It's my star. This is my star. You can't have my star. I don't want you to. No. So, so she winds up taking the star and puts it up. Just isn't and just it's crooked. <laughs> she didn't put it on right. He's even pretty yeah. high, right. I'm telling mom. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but that's basically what winds up happening. And then after that happens, then we get um then we wind up seeing them doing caroling, which I thought was really cute. 
What about you though? Did you like the caroling bit or not? That that that, that caroling scene was was really clever. I liked how uh, Josh and Natalie sing a different version of "Baby It's Cold Outside" because that song is problematic. I'm like, oh, this is a this is this is a rape song in a way. <laughs> but I like how Josh, the, Natalie's like, no way, I'm not gonna sing that song. He's like, no, no, sing it. I'll ch- I'll just the lyrics. Don't worry. And they come up with a better like a casual it. "Baby It's Cold Outside." He's like, like okay, go home. <laughs> you know, <it's> just, <laughs> I was like that. That was that was fun and also super romantic. I'm like, oh my god, these two. I'm, I'm gonna keep saying it throughout this review. They're adorable, <laughs> and they work well together. And mm-hmm. also, too, they stole once again Owen's spotlight from him because at first he's doing the solo thing, getting way too into the whole entire thing because he wants to be the one who's doing it all and everything. And then finally. The spotlight's on Josh and Natalie. They're like, and then all of a sudden he looks at his girl. Owen just looks at his girlfriend and goes, Should we tell them or should we not tell them? Next thing you know it, he goes, We're pregnant. I'm like, What? (laughs) And you know, I bet two to one that she is not even really pregnant. I think it was just something Owen just threw in there just to repeat. That dude, he needed to get a snowball in the face. Definitely with pee on it, but you know. <laughs> a lemon snow cone. <laughs> but then this is what else happens. So Josh is like thinking of what Natalie said back at the house. Take the moment and take it back from him. He goes, wait, everybody, wait. I have an announcement too. Natalie and I are getting married, and all of a sudden the family just back and <laughs> just get up, get up. Get off your Don't propose to me right now. I was like, we're doing this. We're doing this. And then she goes, you don't even have a ring. Then the grandmother goes, you can have my ring. I was like, oh, no, you're in it now. <laughs> yeah. You're in it you gotta now. you got to fully commit to this now. Man. Forget about tag. <laughs> uh, but uh, then after that winds up happening, uh, they have... Natalie and Josh start freaking out. Well, Natalie starts freaking out. He goes, it's okay. No one's going to know that we're engaged. It's perfectly fine. We just have to ride this out until Christmas. Once Christmas happens, we can break it off. I'll say that we got into a fight. We broke up. The engagement's over with. But I'm wearing your grandmother's ring. It doesn't matter. I bet he's like, just UPS it to me. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) But also, too, Natalie also finds out, too, I think before this scene happens, <clears throat> that he's into uh, making candles. And everything, is this where you burn the victims? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, this is, of course, where we find out that he wants to make a business out of candles. He thinks his dad will disapprove of him for that because it doesn't make him feel like a man because he's making candles. Mm-hmm. And so he's embarrassed by it. But then he has like a scent just for his grandfather, which I thought was really sweet. I was like, oh my gosh, so touching. He's like, it smells exactly like his grandfather. And when that comes into play later, I almost almost teared up a bit. I'm like, oh my gosh, the love that's written into this movie is just, it just was just good. 
And then I, I like the idea of candle making. Especially like candle making can be for men, especially if they're manly scents. Like what what were some of them? Lawn mowed grass. Like that eh, that actually smells pretty good, honestly. I can see woodwork. Uh woodwork. 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 Uh candles smell, which smells like four by like going into Home Depot and smelling plywood. That that is a good smell too. Yeah. I've I've always liked I was like, I need to go in the wood area of Home Depot and just <laughs> Just to hang out of this. <laughs> <laughs> or the tire smell is also another thing. I like the smell of new tires, too. Right? So That's, Okay, there's a lot of smells that we're <laughs> clicking on right now. I thought I was just weird. I'm like, I don't know why I love the smell of this tire, but... <laughs> right? But I also like the smell of books, too. Like Books, yeah. Library books. Book, yeah, that's a... Yeah. Ooh. Okay, from now on, this the rest of this video is just the type of smells that we like. <laughs> That's the end of our love hard um, review. What's your favorite smell? Leave it in the comments. Right. What's your favorite manly scent, musk smell, or whatever smell that you feel masculine with? Tell us in the link below. I can't I can make it, but, you know, it's fun to talk about. <laughs> but still, I like the fact that, you know, she brings it up to Josh. You're really good at this. You need to do what you're passionate about. Because you're not because you don't like working for your dad for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> come to find out and everything, that's when he explains. Well, my dad doesn't think it's manly. He look ashamed to him, and also too, Owen is basically the golden child, and everything too. So that's another thing, you know. Uh, so then we wind up having this. Then we wind up seeing this other scene play out where they're making gingerbread houses too but we'll get to that in a minute because remember the grandmother makes them go to the nursing home because of online dating and they're actually the experts on online dating supposedly so the grandmother says and i have josh and his fiance here with me and let's go on ahead and see what the experts have to say and then the nursing home residents are just making jokes about what they should say in their profile. He's like, is it lying if I say, if I don't say I have this type of disability, I just can't sit still or something, something. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Speaking and, of not being able to sit still, my computer. Right. I, to... I like that part. And then also, too, he goes, what would you say about me? I'm confined to a wheelchair. There's like, well, that's because you're mobile. Just tell them that you're mobile. <laughs> like, oh, God. I like the dark humor whenever it works. In this case, it does work. But then Josh goes, here's the thing. You don't lie. Lying is wrong. You need to be the version of your own self and be honest with your true self. Otherwise, the person that you're talking to is going to lose total trust in you. And then all of a sudden that moment of where Natalie just melts where she starts feeling bad about how she's treating Josh because of it. Because you can see the guy is trying to learn from his mistakes mm -hmm. and he's accepting his mistakes and he knows his mistakes. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden they start making more jokes <laughs> after that. So 
basically the old people let them do whatever they want. They didn't care. <laughs> no. But then we get into the whole thing where she thinks that she's not going to go see Josh at the steakhouse or anything like that. He thinks that she's going to stay and do gingerbread houses with them. Also, too, there's also a fun bonding moment, though, between Natalie and also to the father with the rolling up the uh, the paper and lighting it on fire and putting it into the fireplace. And everything that was a heartwarming uh, thing too, because then the father goes, "I'm glad that you're going to be in this family." And it's like, "Well, dang, you got to stay now." Right. <laughs> and then after that happens, um, Natalie's getting ready, and then of course this is where Josh and her have a little bit of. But he, I like what he says to her: a compromise. And he said, you do realize that his parents own a steakhouse, right? Well, I'll order a salad. He goes, yeah, but you're a vegetarian. You're you're sacrificing your own beliefs to be with somebody. And that reminds me of something I told one person before. How much do you have to sacrifice to be with somebody? Mm -hmm. To the point where you compromise so much that there's nothing left of you. The compromise. And like the, the and that just blew her mind with the advice I gave her, but um, that's what I got from Josh. And I'm like, you need to listen, girl. He's <laughs> telling you like it is. This movie just flips it on you. It's like, why am I learning moral lessons from the catfisher <laughs> right now? <laughs> and, and and you you mentioned it earlier. Like I I really appreciated how this movie had Josh constantly admitting to what he did was wrong. He wasn't trying, he was never trying to hide it. And he was actively trying to make it up to her for catfishing her to like, make it right. Like, Oh, well at least make your trip out here worth it. Mean catfish. So it was just like, it, that made him more likable. So he was just like, yeah, what he did was messed up, but, He's making up for it. You can't stay mad at him forever. And I, I appreciated that. Because usually in rom-coms, they make their characters just stubborn. Like, well, why did you believe me? It's your fault. You fell for it. You know, that's what I was expecting most of the movie. But Me too. And it really flips it on its head to where it turns into a serious type of scene to where it no longer feels like a rom-com. It feels like a drama in a mm-hmm. sense. Then after she goes out, then Josh is over there uh, doing the gingerbread houses. The, his brother Owen is over doing his, is doing his, and goes, "Well, where's Natalie at? Oh, she's over there at the steakhouse trying out um, different things for us for the wedding. Isn't that something that you both should be doing? No, I just like to give her her freedom to do whatever she wants to do because she has her best intentions." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I ran out of glue." So I'm going to go and get some glue. This is Owen. And then it cuts into Natalie and the date and her being groused out with the, with the steak and everything. And then finally, <clears throat> then he also has a Bronco, which is really loud, which I can tell that Natalie's not really that into that. Even though she's sneaking him, you know what I'm saying? Even though she's sneaking around. And everything too, 
you can definitely tell that she's not into the vehicle that she's he's actually driving. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, it goes back to what Josh was saying about her beliefs because they go into the whole entire aspect of Santa. Because he always knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're naughty or nice. He's he's just a stalker. And he goes, yeah, that's why I don't celebrate Christmas anymore. So now you're sacrificing exactly what Josh said. You're sacrificing your own beliefs to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and of course, when just- he... Oh, sorry. I, no, I was no, just no, gonna no, say it. It was definitely clear on their date at the steakhouse that there was zero chemistry, and I thought the actors did an amazing job of really just shifting the energy. Because like, whenever her and and Josh are together, you can you can feel it. Like, there's something between them. They're connecting. They're vibing. And like, you're upbeat. My heart was fluttering anytime they're together. But when she's out with Tag, uh, she <laughs> that name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, they uh, this it just feels awkward and just kind of dead. Just the energy, just feel. I don't feel anything between them, and the, it was just phenomenal acting on their part. Most definitely, and th- of course, also too, I got to mention this. Owen winds up driving by. This is before they leave the restaurant, and sees Natalie and uh, and Tag. And just hmm, uses it to his advantage later on and so he goes back home natalie uh tells tag not to park near the house because his car is kind of loud he then tag goes on a hand kill uh, kills he goes in and (laughs) he kills her that's the end of the movie guys (laughs) no he goes in and kisses her but the way you can even tell with the uh, remark on her there's nothing there there's she feels nothing and once she goes inside the house, I think it might be the next day, if I'm not mistaken. But they're watching a movie. They're watching uh, their favorite movie, Christmas movie. And as they're watching the movie and everything, that's when the mother winds up telling him, oh, by the way, I put your picture in the newspaper. Next thing you know it, everybody in the town knows that they're engaged. So therefore, they have to hurry up, get the newspapers before the paperboy comes out. So they're going all over town at like eight o'clock in the morning to get uh, the newspapers. I'll let you go in and describe this one. Uh, that that seems hilarious. They're just running around, stealing all the newspapers, and then hiding from the paperboy who's just gunning for them. Like where'd they go? And they're just hiding in the car. And I think it was in that car. That's where they definitely realized they had feelings for each other. Cause that was, you know, they're just sitting in there laughing, looking at each other so lovingly. And, you know, they're, she's like, Oh, Josh, show me your, show me your actual profile. And so she was, so he saw <laughs> all his pictures of him trying to look like a man. Like here's him with an ax. <laughs> but it's him with a turtleneck. He had some rope. He's like, you look like a serial killer. (laughs) What are you doing? And I was just like, yes, I want to take a bunch of man pictures like that. Just holding random tool. He had a wrench. Like, why are you holding a wrench? He was also half naked. (laughs) He was half naked. 
he's like no you gotta you gotta use pictures that show off your features and then she just goes off and compliments it like you have really nice eyes and a beautiful smile uh, you know you can hear the shakiness in her voice and i'm like oh she's feeling some type of way she's nope. starting to feel it and i'm like um oh, i'm here i'm here for this jodily relationship <laughs> right because you can definitely tell that he is like the sensitive type in his eyes his facial features everything about him she's starting to like now Mm-hmm. And she's falling more and more for him. <clears throat> and then after after the newspaper scene, then we get the grandmother who acts like she's got dementia, because the grandmother says, "I gotta look and see what's around here." And grandma, where are you going? You're going the wrong way. He goes, "No, come on, we gotta look over here." And I, as soon as I saw it, it was like the steakhouse that they ate. At. I'm like, "Is this Owen?" Is Owen doing this? Did you think the same thing, or was I the only one who thought Owen was did something? I was like, this is a setup. This whole they get it, they walk right into a surprise party at the steakhouse, which Natalie was just at. And I was just like, oh man, that's something shady about this. And everyone was there. Even her publicist was there, even the yeah. chief editor of that. And so even Owen is trying to get in on the details of her and what she does for a living and stuff like that. And then once everything, and then also too, then also too, you also have uh, Tag. He's asking Natalie, "Why is everybody telling you congratulations?" Oh, I won a. I, I was the hundred person in the line at the supermarket, and I won a shopping spree. Oh, okay, yeah, here's my jacket. <laughs> And then um, also, too, Josh is also freaking out. He's trying to figure out what to do. And then Owen's thinking that he's trying to help his brother, but really he's just trying to help himself because he Mm -hmm. knows that either his brother's lying or Natalie's lying, or the both of them are lying. So he's trying to catch them both in the act so he can feel like the superstar that he is. But... Then also, too, the father tries to make a toast. Natalie goes up there <laughs> and tries to stop him. Then she also asks her editor-in-chief, what are you doing here? It is just bad all the way around for her. It is. It was just like, I'm like, okay, this is it. Where they get caught and she just up and says, I've been catfished. He catfished me and I can't do this. I'm like, oh no. And then Tag acts like he's hurt. Because wait, you did the same thing to me that Josh did to you. I'm thinking to myself, did she? Yeah, that it it threw me off at first. I'm like, did yeah, kinda. In a way, Except for one she, thing, she didn't lie about what she looked like, but she lied about the common interest. Yeah, she lied about who she was as, as a person, which is k- kind of worse. I mean, right? Not, I don't like, know. I, don't know. Like, I, I got the hypocrisy. I was like, oh, right. she she catfished him in her own way. So it was an interesting, interesting little thing they did there. Yeah, and then I also like how the editor checks on Natalie, too, because at first we're thinking he's a snob, 
and all he want is interested in, of course, that's all he's interested in is uh, her being her over different relationships. But, you know, he said, that that's even too brutal for me. Are you okay? <clears throat> so he has a little bit of a human side. Yeah. So that's what I liked about that, too, is, like, each person has a human side to them, all except ball bag uh, Owen, mm. who doesn't. But, you know, even though he's acting like he's had some concerns and everything for Josh. Yeah. That was weird because, like, there's the, the scene after that where, like, all the family members are hugging Josh, like, eh, sorry, <laughs> sorry that things didn't work out. <laughs> and then, like, Owen went to hug Josh, and it was just like, like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. And it was like a genuine hug from Owen. And that was weird for me. I'm like, oh, that was a sudden shift. And, like, are you too cool now? <laughs> like, that was weird. Owen has more of a shift than the dude from Best of the Best. Yeah. <laughs> the racist like, dude from Best of the Best. Where did that come from? Right. Your child is not a priority. I don't care if he's about to die. You will fight karate for America. Right. But, hey, Tanya, how are you doing? Um, but anyways, um, then we get into this other thing. We're reviewing... Uh, Love Hard. It's on Netflix. It's a rom-com. But yeah, then after that winds up happening too. um, We wind up seeing how heartbroken Natalie is over the breakup. And is is really bad. We're doing good. (laughs) I, I, I liked that she that they were both able to come around and see each other for who they were and I, I i liked when they had that argument before she went to the steakhouse she was like no you lied to me he was like but like i was also being me like all those phone calls we had all those times we messaged each other like that was me the person that you were falling in love with was me and it's still me i just don't look the way that you want me to look right and and I just, I just loved how that, that, that came full circle. And she was like, you know, you are the perfect guy for me. And I was like, oh. And she, when she made that realization, and she rushes over to his house and reenacts that scene from Love Actually. Yeah, Love Actually. The whole, yeah. whole cardboard pieces. I was like, oh, for, love her. Let her in yeah. the family. <laughs> And then, then after that, uh, he winds up. So, do you forgive me? He goes, Yippee Kaye from <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard. But it was a perfect way of ending the film. And I really enjoyed this film. It wasn't cheesy, it wasn't over the top. It was exactly what you needed this kind of Christmas movie to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it. This is why I recommend anybody that is. Here's the thing I'm not into rom coms that much. And for me to go on ahead and trust a Netflix movie that's a rom-com that takes place in Christmas, that's a lot. That takes mm-hmm. a lot out of me. Yeah. I I enjoyed this movie too. I I will say, like for, for the rom-coms that I've seen, it's really good. But I felt like it could have done a lot more. Like I felt like this movie was playing it too safe. Mm-hmm. Like in for the comedy, like 
this is a rom-com. I need some calm to go with my rom, you know? And I felt like they, it had a mature rating. Like people were talking about sex and drugs and using the F word throughout. And like, I thought the movie was like, I didn't get why there was an NA rating on this movie when it's yeah. like a PG 13 film. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, there were, there were a bunch of moments where like, they could have really took it there. Like they kind of did with the allergic reaction scene. Like that was pretty funny, but you know, there were opportunities with, you know, the grandma being kind of crazy and wild. Like they could have done a bunch of things with her. They could have done things during the bobsledding scene where she's high. Um, when they were stealing newspapers, they could from the newspaper boy, they could have made that into a bigger thing. There was, there was a lot they could have done, but I felt like they were trying to restrain themselves. And even with how in depth they go into the story, because it's all surface level things for the, in terms of the story, like you're just focusing on these two characters and which was fine. Like I was invested in it, but when I get invested into characters, I want the movie to, bring me into the whole world like there's so many things i need to know like why why is owen such a jerk you know i want to know like what wh- why why are you bringing up the grandma being crazy like it's like obviously something's going to come out of that right but nothing nothing comes out of it it doesn't go deep into it um and then there was a part where in the beginning where josh she is explaining why he's going to set her up set natalie up with tag and he's like oh tag used to be my best friend in high school but you know we're not anymore and i'm like oh there's some history there so there's going to be like a, a jealousy rivalry thing going on between them maybe some animosity but like they don't do anything with it no you know so there's there's just a lot they could have went into to make this movie really stand out from other rom-coms because like but it was just like it just left it simple, kept it too safe. Like I, I wanted more from it. It was good, but I wanted more. Right, I understand. And for me, with that part of the history with Tag and Josh, to me, I think it just shows the maturity between two people that were once best friends. And Tag is the popular one. Josh is not the popular one. And there's that division even as adults and everything. But there's that maturity of, yeah, you used to be my friend. You go my your way, I'll go my way. We don't be out of each other's way kind of thing. Yeah. But I wish that they would have actually showed more, to be honest with you, with that. I wanted, like I said, this movie plays it way too safe when they could have done a lot more with it, especially with an MA rating, which didn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't even realize it was MA until this go around. And I'm like, wait, what's so bad about this film? There's no nudity in it. There's no... Everything feels like it's PG-13. Yeah. So there's no really any reason to have an MA unless you wanted people to click on it, thinking that mm-hmm. they're going to get some TNA out of it when there's nothing in there. <laughs> you know? But still, this movie works for what it does, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But they hold, the, they, they hold the reins back, and they should have went a little bit more in. Still, still, I will say for a Netflix holiday rom-com, good job. Good job. Yes, definitely. So with that being said, Alex, where can everybody follow you at? 
Uh, everyone, if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on YouTube at A Town Reviews. I do a lot of movie reviews there and TV reviews too. Sometimes, if I'm able to binge watch them, um, you can also chat me up on Twitter or Instagram at A Town Alex Three. The number three—that's what I was assigned. So, yeah, hit me up. Let's chat. I look forward to talking with you. All right, and you guys can go ahead and follow me underneath the same brand name on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Then, of course, you guys can go ahead and get an audio-only podcast where you guys get your major podcast at. Then, if you want to donate to the page and if you feel generous to do so, just go ahead. Go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Donate five ten dollars over there. But here's the thing: here at Movie Lovers Unite, a simple like, a simple share goes a long way. Also, too, smash that little subscribe button on the bottom right hand corner, and also that little bell in the bottom right hand corner it does a lot for us at Movie Lovers Unite. So, smash that bell, smash that subscribe button over there. Show us some love. Tell us what you guys think about this review in the comments below also to give us a thumbs up to allow you guys for us to know that you guys like what we're doing here then of course if you guys want to go over ahead and go over to good pods good pods is like social media for podcasts if you're into podcasting or if you're a podcaster yourself go on ahead rate us on good pods tell us what you think about this give us a five-star review even if you don't feel like giving us a five-star review give us a four-star review i'm being generous today it's christmas time almost but you know show us some love over there also to go on and follow me underneath movie lovers unit zero on tiktok then of course you're going to go on and follow me underneath movie lovers unit on twitter as well and then if you want to reach out to me how do you do that just go on ahead and email me at movie lovers unite at gmail.com and that's how you can reach out to me if you're a sponsor i would like to be on the show then that's every way that you guys can reach me at tomorrow night. I'll have Rossi McCree back on with me tomorrow night. And we're going to be doing episode three of Sweet Tooth, the Netflix uh, series. So we've been doing episode by episode every other Thursday. So episode three will be tomorrow. We took a little bit of a break because of Thanksgiving, but we're going to be back again on full swing for tomorrow for Sweet Tooth. And then don't forget about Hawkeye Friday, which is at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern time for that. So go ahead, check us out over there, and always until next time, guys. Thank you again, Alex. I do appreciate you taking the time out of your night to review this movie with me. And always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.